love the human condition. I get excited by people battling behaviors, feelings, and working towards either acceptance or change. I remember having a conversation once with someone, a very self-assured young person, who declared that not everything is about psychology. Hmm. <laughs> this week, I had a coffee meeting with a new collaborator, and as I waited for her to arrive, I sat and people watched. I love doing this. Very seldom though, am I alone. You see, I'm still unable to have a coffee or a brunch alone in a restaurant or even go to a movie theater alone. I would rather not. So as I sat there for the 10 minutes just noticing people, I was amazed at how many people were actually alone. Some were taking advantage of the free Wi-Fi, others were on their cell phones, and many like me were casually observing the human condition at play. In that time, I had a water, made observations about who could be in what profession, and I noticed their actions. It was quite lovely. In addition, and as never happens when with another people observer, I could just deal with the creations of my own design. The stories I wove were wonderful and exciting. A lovely 10-minute observation. So then I began to unpack this as I do on my trip home. If that 10-minute people observation on my own was so refreshing, why don't I do it more with the accompaniment of a coffee or breakfast? The only change will be the duration and the accompaniment. Now my brain gets that completely, but my body goes into a sort of shock. I think I start twitching and jerking actually. This construction of myself on my own is so visceral that as I say, I rather just avoid it. How utterly ridiculous, in my mind at least. So in keeping with the theme of self-mastery and pushing myself, I've decided to explore this further, but for now, only in my head. But again, the brain, the marvel that it is, cannot discern whether something is real or imagined. So I've started to spend time living that experience in my mind. I imagine the coffee shop, the table and chairs, the waiter. I imagine the conversation, the food I'd order, and the process of being there by myself. So my brain and body, thoughts and emotions are coming to terms with it. And hopefully, <laughs> before the next recording, I'd have had a coffee or a breakfast alone. I'm wondering how you negotiate that. How you negotiate going out alone. And I'm thinking that if you are not alone, or you don't view yourself as alone, this may not even be an issue. So getting a coffee while shopping or watching a movie alone is easy. But for someone like me who battled loneliness for years, who thought being with someone would ease that, and who still created a whole production of what couples activities were, these were challenging. I need to restructure its meaning in my mind and then communicate it to the rest of me. So let's see. Next week, I may just bounce over this constructed hurdle and enjoy time people watching by myself. As I previously reflected, being alone was wonderful over the holiday period. This too may become something I actually love. Who knows? Life is full of possibilities. 
So I have to reflect on and share my latest experience. I am passionate about one of the programs we run in the practice. I've always felt it had the potential to change people's, in fact, children's lives positively. So I sat with this thought, reflected on finding the right collaborator, and really just made a list of characteristics that I thought the collaborator should have. And even as I say this, I realize how crazy this sounds. I again started to construct this idea in my mind. But then it occurred to me, as things do retrospectively, that perhaps this was a heart activity rather than a head activity. That perhaps I needed to focus on the impact and effect the program would have on the children and focus on the love and healing that the program could bring. And like magic synchronicity, a person came to mind. It made perfect sense. And all the energies aligned and voila, we have the coming together of minds and values to drive the program. It all came to fruition in just four days. Perfect synchronicity. So this brought to mind how often we have great ideas and then create doubt in our mind about the manner or even whether we are able to access it. We bold, as I reflected on in the past, these shrines of self-doubt and negative speak in our minds. We have an initial true response and then rationally talk ourselves down and oftentimes out of doing what we actually know, sense or feel is the right thing. We doubt our intuition by giving in to the critical voices in our heads. So when I first thought of the collaborator for my program, it felt right. I knew it was right, and I had a sense that it would become something worthwhile. Before I could, before the self-doubt could kick in, I started to action it. Now really, while I don't feel intimidated by people, I usually get caught up in my head and my unconscious programming. Have you had that experience? When you have to approach someone or embark on something, and then you just talk yourself down, convincing yourself that the personal activity is actually larger than you. Crazy, right? We ignore our instincts and give in to the self-doubt. That project or that person, we project into it and we build them up so that it becomes bigger than real life and it diminishes our power. The mind and programming is that powerful. So let's do a quick exercise. Just stay with me for a moment. Imagine if you would a lovely large yellow lemon half in your hand and slowly and gently squeeze it, loosening the segments and releasing the juice. Notice the smell of the lemon and gently raise it to your mouth and bite into it. Notice the juices run across your tongue and fill your mouth. Feel the juice fill your mouth. Mm. Now many of you have, would have had that experience. The tightening of the jaw and the cringing as the juice of the lemon filled your mouth. So while there's no lemon, your brain created that experience. And as I said, the brain can't discern whether something is true or imagined. Now let's see how we can use that to create growth. Oftentimes we hear about future pacing, loving the experience, visualizing. 
These are all techniques used to draw their experience into your reality. So when you want something that your internal programming convinces you that you're too small to have, visualize it. Align your mind and body, your thoughts and emotions. Feel with great clarity that you are having that experience. Fully immerse yourself in it such that it feels to your brain that that future experience is actually a memory that you have programmed in your mind. Then, since we know that we are actually functioning from our past programming, this future memory, shall we call it, feels familiar and comfortable, and you are able to access it. And it's not larger than you, rather, it's familiar and automatic. So when we have wobbles in our day, perhaps moments when we feel down or less than in our power, the same technique works. I had this experience this past week, a moment when I felt down, even slightly anxious. But upon check-in, I noticed that no thoughts occupied my mind that could be the cause of this. As I've been saying, we are a combination of our thoughts, feelings and actions. So while not fully understanding the wobble I was experiencing, but mindful that my cells have memory, I engaged in a cognitive activity and then walked on the treadmill and while my body was engaged, I was able to fully explore what the wobble was and then make sense of it. Sometimes memories spring up on a cellular level And when we are able to engage the body in activity, the mind recalls the cognitive memory. So therefore, when I work with trauma, I engage the mind and the body. And when I experience my wobble, I realize that some work to still do on my body to reduce stored memories. This human condition is so phenomenal and the journey of self-understanding better still. So, I reflected on the young lady who told me that not everything is about psychology. And I wonder when she'll reach the awareness that it actually is. But having said that, failure to reach that awareness does not take away from it. Because after all, a rose by any name smells just as sweet. So, as you embark on this week... Consider, if you would, the effects of your past programming on your present situation. Think too about the clues of your mental well-being that your body is giving you. Notice when you have a mood wobble for no apparent reason. And engage your body to allow your mind to process it. As you embark on this week, consider your inner power and your personal strength and allow it to flavor everything you touch. Show up honestly and vulnerable and stand firmly in your truth. Because in being your true, authentic, vulnerable self, you make it okay for people around you to be the same. Have a wonderful week filled with moments of deep clarity and even deeper self-reflection.